Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Hey, have you ever been surrounded by opposition in your life? Give me a wave. You feel, it feels like that. Who, who's, who's like that? Yeah, it's a few of us. Let me tell you about a story because I want to talk about this, just, just breaking through opposition and, and seeing God's breakthrough for your life. So one time, um, I, I was staying in a hotel. This is a really nice hotel in Wellington in, in New Zealand called the... the, the Wellington Museum Art Hotel or something. It's a strange name, but anyway. Uh, it's got artwork everywhere. It's a beautiful hotel, very funky and cool. And you know, So the, it's like the middle of the night. It, it is about midnight. And I just hear this commotion outside, like crazy. I, now, here's the thought. I don't know which one are you. Are you, are you a confrontational person? Are you going to go out and deal with that? Or are you just going to stay in your room and say, yeah. Who, who's going to go out? Is anybody going <laughs> to... Because I've talked to somebody since then, and they go, man, when you're in a hotel, especially overseas, do not leave at night. Don't go out. Anyway, so I'm, I'm that um, strange kind of person. So I just opened my door, and <laughs> there's these guys out there. There's about five of them, and, and they look like the Middle Eastern mafia. They're dressed in suits, and they're units, man. They're just, and, and they're just making all these noises. I just come, hey, guys, you know. What's happening? What's happening? And, uh, you know, can we just quiet it down a bit? And then this guy just, just comes up to me and he's just like, and obviously they've been on the drinks, and he just sort of gets in my face and he just starts swearing at me. And I was like, hey, mate, just, just calm down, calm down. He's, he's there, and I do two things that are both really stupid <laughs> at midnight with five uh, Middle Eastern mafia guys. I, I step forward. So I've just got, I just throw my T-shirt on, jeans, bare feet, I just because I've been in bed, and I come up and I, I push this guy away from me, and as I push, I hear my door click behind me. <laughs> Two and both at the same time, I'm just going. Both these things enter my mind. It's like, what have you just done? Like, now you've made contact with this guy. I pushed him away. I just said, "Hey, mate, just back off," and I heard the door click. And then when I pushed him, oh my goodness, he just went ballistic. These guys were just going off at me. I heard my door click. I, obviously, I haven't got my key card. So now I'm just in this corridor with these guys that are just going ballistic. <laughs> and I just got to talk my way out of this thing. I was surrounded by opposition. They were like, man, we're going to mess you up. We're going to, like, in, in more colorful language than that. Um, and... And I just got to, and so I just had to, I had to keep talking because I was going to get beaten up, seriously, in that moment. And I was just like, okay, guys, um, you know, this is, this is crazy. Um, man, we're, we're going to see the manager about this. You, you want to you do this? You go back to your rooms or we're going to see the manager. Because I actually had to get a key card, so I had to find a way. To, <laughs> we're going to go and talk to the manager about it. Let's go do this. And, and they were all like, and somehow, somehow they just, they just didn't, hit me they were all around me like it was all happening and I'm like come on this, this, we're going to talk to the manager about this and, and somehow and next minute we get into the lift and so now I'm surrounded in there with the lift and there's this one worker from the hotel that's there and these guys are swearing and yelling and, and I look at him and this guy he's, he's about 23 and he's looking at me like there's no chance I'm helping you bro <laughs> Just, yeah seriously on your own so then we're, we're, in, we're in there and we finally get down to the lobby because I'm just trying to get to a public space so I don't get killed. And then we get down there and then there's a guy on, on duty. And, uh, 
and these guys are all around me. The guy, the guy takes off his jacket and he goes, okay, man, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, and they're just threatening, threatening, threatening. And I come up to the desk and I say, mate, I need some help here, bud. Um, looking this guy in the eyes because these guys are out of control. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get him to quieten down and they're just going ballistic. And again, I just look in his eyes and I see fear. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. And so in the end, I'm just standing there. I just sort of put my head down waiting for this guy because they were just all around me. And I was just waiting for this, for this guy to just, just, just hit me. And, uh, and thankfully, it, I just kept talking. I sort of was there, and the, every, I just kept talking. I was like, guys, you, you're idiots, man. Just go and, go and calm down. You know, I was, I was trying to, no, because I needed to be strong to sort of be like, hey, I'm not afraid of you guys, you know. And in the end, they just, all these talks, and they said, oh, we're, we're yeah, we're going, off to, we're going off to the pub. And, man, if, you, if we see you again, we're going to, I was like, yeah, whatever, man. And, um, and then I talked to this guy, and he was so sorry, the guy behind the desk. He goes, I'm so sorry. And they just upgraded me and put me in one of their top suites and said, you know, just anything you need, we're going to take care of. And I just got it. I, I managed to get out of it, which was amazing. But, you know, I want to, I want to look in, in Scripture here because in 2 Kings 6.15, because the situation a little bit like this has taken place. 2 Kings 6.15. And, and it says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what should we do? The servant ants. And so many times in our life it kind of feels like that, that we're just surrounded with opposition. I mean, I felt like that. and I, I was just so surprised I got out of that thing. It was just a bit of God favor on my life. Um, and I've learned to try and stay in my hotel room. That's the message, stay in your hotel room. Uh, but, you know, so many times in life it feels like we're, we're up against the opposition of the enemy. And this is what happened. Elijah, Elisha is there, and he's, he's spoken against the enemy, and the enemy's come to take him out. When the servant of the Lord got up and went, went out, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And that's what you say in those days. You say, oh, no. Oh, no. And I don't know, maybe there's some people here and you feel like that right now. In your life, you know, you've got a promise from God, but it just feels like you're surrounded with opposition. Uh, it felt like a bit like that when we took over the church, you know, looked through the cupboards. <laughs> There's nothing in the pantry. <laughs> I was like, wow. And uh, this guy was surrounded, and so often in our lives we are surrounded by this opposition. And, you know, another, another great man had this uh, experience, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Some of you guys would have heard about this guy, a, a Christian theologian, that, that was right in the midst of Nazi Germany. He had this decision to make, you know, to make a stand against the opposition or to just go with the flow. He was actually a, a, an amazing um, theologian that, that was lecturing all over the world. And he had the opportunity to go to America. In fact, he was in America. And he could have just spent the whole war in America just lecturing and, 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 you know, praying for his people. And, and this is what he said, amazing moment. He goes, I've made a mistake in coming to America. I must live through this difficult period in our natural history with the Christian people of Germany. I'll have no right to participate in the reconstruction of Christian life in Germany after the war if I do not share in the trials of this time with my people. And so he moved back and made a stand against the opposition. And he got, he got arrested put in prison, 
and uh, and right before the end of the war, he was on Hitler's hit list. The people that had to get killed before Hitler and, and Germany went down was this guy, and he lost his life. But he, he wrote this amongst many other incredible things. Um, he says the church is the physical manifestation of Christ on earth. God's desire is not for a whole bunch of individuals who happen to be Christian, but for a new community. The church is the new community. And that's you and I that don't go with the flow. And we got an opportunity in nations like ours, New Zealand and Australia, to just go with the flow, to just kind of do what everybody else is doing or to make a stand, to stand against the opposition that's coming in our lives. And, uh, you know, what's sad for me today is that so many Christians just are willing to go with the flow. We're meant to be this new community that represent Christ, that stand for righteousness. That's what I love about C3 is that we're we're making a stand together. 500 churches all over the world this weekend making a stand, putting our flags down and saying, man, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And we need to be those people, even when there's opposition, even when there's opposition, and, and here's what Elisha says, verse 16. He says, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And, you know, we need to realize, all of us, we are in a battle. And why are so many Christians trying to opt out of the battle? Because you can't escape it anyway. If you go with the flow, you just make it easy for the enemy. You just, your life gets served up to him. He just does what he wants. But we're stronger when we're together. When we're together, we are this new community that represent Christ, that represent the kingdom of God, and we have power. We have the power of God. And uh, he says this, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And just like these guys that were just, I mean, oh my goodness, I was expecting the blows to come. But they were huffing and puffing, but at the end of the day, it didn't happen. Honestly, I thought they had knives in there. They were talking it up. I was like, oh, I'm 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 not just going to get beaten up. I'm going to be killed here tonight in the Wellington Art Museum Hotel. You know, it's going to be front page of the Herald. But but it 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 was huff and puff. And so often the enemy is is huffing and puffing and telling you everything that's going to go wrong and telling you how he's going to mess you up. But when we're together, come on, we're stronger. We have the power of God. We are united. We are the new community. And, and, and this guy here with the gray t-shirt, what's, what's your name? Nick. Nick, and is that your very good friend sitting next to you? <laughs> yeah, good. Because I don't, I, I don't want to assume those things. I said that one time in a meeting. I said, oh, is that, is that, is that your wife? And he goes, no, that's my mother. <laughs> It's awesome. Not that I was assuming you're his mother, but it's just happened to me before. Um, but Nick, man, as I'm saying this, I see strength upon your life. I see the strength of God upon you. And I'm telling you, I just see this. As you, as you lift your, your hands and worship, you know, week in, week out, as you worship God, I'm telling you, the strength of God is coming upon you. And he's given you strength for a reason, to make a stand. And honestly, I just see it like no one is going to stand against you when you're standing in the name of God. And I, and I see you, but you, you, you're part of the church here and, and everything. 
I see you, you're part of the stand that this church is going to make. The stuff I talked about before, being a church of faith, seeing great moves of faith, seeing a, a building come into your future, seeing young people pour into this place, you're part of it. You guys are part of it. You're going to make a stand together and God is going to use you. And this is the word he says, he says, don't be afraid. So Nick, I'm saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're going to stand and the enemy's going to huff and puff, but it's got no power to stand against you and your wife and this new community of Christ representing the kingdom here in Noosa. So don't be afraid. The, the, the presence of trouble doesn't prove the absence of God. It provides an opportunity to live out what we believe. Come on, to be the new community right here in Noosa, to be the people of God that make a stand no matter what is going on. Verse 17, and Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. You know, prayer changes everything. And it was great to hear, you know, talking to a couple of your leaders here that you got, you got a prayer culture here. you got some intercessors and you got some stuff going on. Because prayer changes everything. In fact, that's what we're going to do in just a few minutes. We're going to pray. We're going to pray together for some breakthroughs uh, upon some lives here today and upon, upon this church. We're going to pray. Every time you feel that opposition, come on, we've got to pray. We've got to pray. You know, we've got to pray. Uh, and believe. And as we pray, we're going to see something different in our future. Prayer changes what we see. And uh, he says, pray, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. You see, Elisha already knew something that so many of God's people don't know, that God is with us, that God is for us. He's not going to drop us in the deep end and leave us there. He's going to get us through. He's going to get us through. He's brought you here together for a reason all of your people. And he's not giving up on you. He's not just, oh, well, see what happens. See how they got, those guys go. He didn't drop Fiona and I in this situation and say, oh, I've got this big pressure to get a building and I've, yeah, I've seen the cupboards of beer. Oh, man, I hope it works out for them. You know, God knows what he's doing with us. Come on, who knows that here today? God knows what he's doing with us. You've got to realize that. It says, then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills filled, filled, with horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Come on, can you imagine that moment? Just, just for one moment, just imagine it with me. The servant, he's seeing all the enemy. So many of us, it's, it's what we see is we see the enemy because it's in our face telling us how they're going to mess us up. But prayer changed his viewpoint. And he saw what God knew what he was doing all the time. He saw that the enemy was surrounded by another enemy, God's host, God's chariots of fire. And you've got to imagine that in your life. Come on, what, just think about it. What are you facing right now? What is that thing that's, that's against you, that's opposing you, that's standing in front of you? Instead of looking at that, could you, could you open your eyes for a moment and see the host of heaven surrounding that enemy? God's like, we got this. We got this. We got this for your life, for your future. He provides an army for this reason, to bring breakthrough. And that story saw a great turnaround when the enemy realizes they're surrounded by a greater force, the kingdom of God. 
I think of that scripture, 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14, which says, Now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ. You know, I just feel like too often the Christians give up too early. Halfway through, they see the enemy huffing and puffing, and they run away. Or they go with the flow. They follow the world. But we've got to realize that God's plan is to always cause us to triumph, to triumph, to triumph. So just before we pray, I want to bring a few keys to getting a breakthrough in your life. Here's just a, a few keys. Uh, number one is, is hear the call of God. There is a call upon every life. You're here today because of the call of God. But don't stop there. The call is not just to the altar to give your life. The call is the purpose of your life, the future of your life, everything that he has for you. Hear the call. If you don't respond to the call of God, you end up just running with your own plan. And the Bible says our plans are fraught with problems. In fact, in the end, the Bible says our plan leads to, to death. So don't follow your own plan in life. It might seem good right now, but you're created for the purpose of God. And you're going to find that the world shouts at you. But if you want to hear the call of God, it's more like a whisper. That's what's great about you know, presence and, and, and these conferences and, and, and being here together in the presence of the Lord and church is that you're able to hear the whisper of God because he just speaks this word. He's not going to shout and try and, he's not, he's not going to try and sort of match what the world's doing just to get your attention. But those that follow the call of God are those that have taken the time to hear, to listen, the voice of God. So hear his, hear his voice, you know, today, li- listen. What would God be wanting to speak to you? Ask some questions. Always a good way to hear from God. Ask Him something. Wait. Wait on Him. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up with wings as eagles. So many Christians, you know, I'm, I'm burnt out. Man, I'm tired. Just wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. He'll cause you to rise up. You'll fly. You'll soar with wings as eagles. Number two keys to a breakthrough, is reject the old life. You were born to overcome. You weren't born for the ordinary life. It won't satisfy you. I know some of you moved here, in fact, (laughs) for the lifestyle, (laughs) which is awesome. And I'd be here too. But make sure your lifestyle, make sure your lifestyle is not just hanging at Noosa, but your lifestyle is following the purpose of God in your life. Come on, who can say amen to that here this morning? (laughs) He'll still let you be in Noosa, but just follow his purpose. Because the lifestyle of Noosa is not going to give you a breakthrough, but following his purpose is going to allow you to, to, to break through in your life. Don't settle for an ordinary life. You weren't created for it. All the, you can get all the prizes, and they're all good stuff. You know, boats and houses and holidays, all these things are, are fun stuff. But it actually won't satisfy you. You can have them all. Some of the, some of the un, most unhappy people I've met are people with all of that stuff. And they're saying to me, Dean, what's the purpose? And you, every single one of you here have an opportunity to get the purpose. God might give you a few prizes as well, but get the purpose. Get the purpose. Get the purpose. This lady here that was on the keyboards, what's your name? Sally. You know, I, I just saw you there and, and uh, you know, I feel like you've just really got a great touch of God upon your life. 
And I feel like this. I feel like you, and, and you already have sort of come out of your shell, but I feel like you're, you're coming out of your shell even more because there's so much good stuff that God's put inside of you. And, uh, and I, I just see a, a real anointing upon your life, you know. And in fact, in just a couple of minutes, you're going to come and help me out and, uh, and use that anointing uh, on the keyboards. But, but I, I feel a real anointing uh, around your life. And even it's going to be on your words as well, upon your music, but upon your words. It's almost like your, your words to people are going to be like a worship service. It's just going to minister to people. I see that. And, and God's wanting you to, to, to not be afraid. That we're, Don't be afraid to just open up and share what God's put in your heart. And I see you at times, people are going to come to you, you know, there's problems, situations, and you're like, do I say it, do I say it? But just say it and let God take a hold of your words and they're going to minister to people. And, and, and your story's going to come through and you're going to be an absolute blessing uh, to people in, in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Don't settle for the ordinary life. Edmund Hillary, some of you guys probably never heard of because he's a Kiwi, but uh, he's a good Kiwi. Climb Mount Everest. And he said, never settle for a mundane life. And you know what I see in churches? You know, that's what, next week, come on, let's all turn up and party, man. I, I just see so many mundane Christians. In fact, that's our series next month in church. We, I'm going back to start preaching it with Pastor Kevin Lou from KL, is breaking out of dull Christianity. That's our series next month. Because I'm like, you know, people that don't know God come in the church and they're just like, <laughs> you, you are his billboard. He's, you know, I mean, he, he, there's so much God can do, you know. Pastor Christian, myself, we've seen God's miracles, but people can only see you. So you've got to be, you've got you to gotta represent. Don't be a mundane human being. And if you're doing that already, can you stop that immediately? It's bad behavior. It's bad behavior. Stop being a dull person because you're created for the life of Christ. You know, you know, people at church sometimes say, oh, you know, it's just the same old, same old. It's like, where have you been? Because I've been, I've, been, <laughs> I've been a pastor for a long time, and God is, you can't even create the same service, even if you tried. Put all the same songs, and then some of those people don't turn up, and something else is going on, and God is always doing something different uh, in, in a service. I was out at, at, at uh, Monaco, our South Auckland service, the other week, and, and uh, in the middle of the service, somebody gave me some mangoes. I've never had that happen. You know, I've been, a, I've been in church for 31 years. I've never been given mangoes in the middle of a service, but I did. It was awesome. Took them home. Fiona loves mangoes, so it was great. You know, she put them in the salad. I've never had that before. Uh, just all these unique things that, <laughs> that take place in the kingdom of God. Uh, don't settle. For a mundane life. Number three is make a move of faith. Faith, I mean, it's good to talk about it. Faith's a powerful thing, but you've got to activate it. Faith moves. Faith acts. You know, I, I love this quote from Joan of Arc, and she said, you act and God will act. You see, we're the opposite. We're like, God, if you want me to do something, just write it in the stars. You know, he's like, what else do I have to do? No, he says, you act. She said, you know, she was a, a teenage girl that, that won this huge battle uh, for France a teenage girl that had faith, that had a vision that God was going to do something with her life. And she said, you act and God will act. So let me ask you today, what is your act of faith? What are you going to do? You're like, nothing. <laughs> faith moves. Faith doesn't move unless you do. You know, so when we had the cupboards beer and uh, we're in debt, 50,000, I had to do something. I couldn't just, you know, like you pray 
and then you move. You pray, and then you move. God shows you in prayer what he's going to do, and then you've got to occupy the space. You've got to walk in there. One of the first things I did in our church, I got up and said, guys, we're going to get our own building. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> there was actually a, there was a, a wealth of opposition, and that wasn't even the enemy. That was just our own church, you know, because <laughs> they'd never seen that before. They're like, we got no money. We got just, you know. And I, I told them one day, I said, you know what? Church, we paid like $4.5 million in rent. Who, who thinks that's amazing? I said, I, I reckon that's really bad stewardship. It's $4.5 million we've got to pour it into a, a building. And, and we saw a shift start to take place. Make a move of faith. I love this. John Wesley, one of the great Christians, uh, said this. Lord, let me not live to be useless. Don't you love that? Don't, Lord, let me live not to be useless. God wants you to be useful. He's created you with a gift, with a gift. And your gift is incredible. Every single one. Don't be sitting here today and say, oh, man, I lucked out. I got the bad gift. They're all awesome. They're from God. They contain the power of God. And when you get them going, and that's why I just want to inject some faith here today, because that's what I had to do. I had to get the gift of faith and get it going. I had the gift of faith, but I had to get it going. I had to, I had to help a whole lot of people feel like we could do something miraculous in our city of Auckland and, uh, and you know, that we could, we could do this thing. And, and God moved upon it as I started moving and speaking words of faith. And faith is the most amazing gift. Like, it's incredible. You know, uh, in one of our campuses, we just went out recently. We, ne- we needed a new building just like this. And I'll tell you what, when, there, when there's a need, God is, is raising people up in the midst uh, with faith and with the ability to change it. We, we were in this part of town. It was a new part of town. And, and all the, all the, there weren't any buildings for rent. Because they were all like worth a fortune. Nobody's going to rent them out for anything. They're all businesses and just we're in this old um, school hall. And it makes this one look like a palace because it was like an old village sort of little school hall. And, and, and an agent called me up because we'd already bought our main building. And he said, uh, hey, Dean, you've got to come see this building. I really thought of you when I, when I, and I was like, cool. I just talked to my campus pastor. I had no thoughts about buying this building. But I just said to him, hey, look, let's go look at this building. Good for you to just see what what potentially could happen and uh, we went out there and it was a it was a pub uh, it was a cozy club it was a bit like an RSL or something you know and I'd always wanted to have a church to interface with the community it was like in a shopping center and when I walked in there I was just going hey let's just go and have a look it's good to look at some buildings I walked in there I was like oh my goodness we have to get this building this is too good <laughs> and and you know we we managed a bunch of things happen and we managed to uh purchased this I had I had people in the church saying no we can't do this it's too much it's too much and we ended up getting this thing for our campus and uh and it was such a good deal that I got a call from the serious fraud office <laughs> called me up one day and said yeah look I'm just checking in to make sure you know we bought this building it seems to be really cheap um just making sure nothing sort of weird's gone on here I said no 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 we're a church and we know how much uh you know and and we've only had that building 18 months and it's, it's doubled in value. The, the new uh, valuation just came out. It's, it's valued about $5 million. In 18 months, it's doubled in value. Um, just, this, just this move of faith, faith. So what is your move? Let me ask you here. What is your move of faith? Number four, build something. Don't just hang around. God's called us here to build his kingdom. 
on earth be a builder. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.